Hey, this is Jason Haas from Sci-Fi's channel's Ghost Hunters, and you're listening to the So Wizards Podcast. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You are thinking, you said people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 222 of the So Wizard podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Good morrow to you, citizens. And the expert, Mr. Marquis Markellis Reagans. Oh yeah, what's going on, everybody? You are listening to So Wizard Podcast. Three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly. This week, we're going to talk some nerdy news, and then we're going to get down and dirty and talk about me and Mark Ellis's weekend at Rhode Island Comic Con. But before we get into that, let's see how we're doing this week. Mark Ellis, how are you? Are you, are you recovering from Rhode Island Comic Con? Uh, I am. I am back back to normal, uh, so to speak. I don't know what happened to you. Like the day after Rhode Island, I had the day off and I'm like, oh, I'll get up early, do some editing, get ready for some football. And I just slept. <laughs> I woke up early, took a little nap. And before I knew it, like the day was halfway gone. Uh, so I, I didn't really get a chance to get a lot of the stuff done, but I was really got glad to get some sleep because my body was like, all right, you're, you're done. Just, just, just relax now. <laughs> Your body was not ready. <laughs> body was not ready to enjoy my Sunday. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm back and I'm feeling good and uh, uh, got to watch some football and got to do what I needed to do. So good stuff. Word. How about you, Aubrey? What's going on? I'm alive. Are you, are we sure about that? Barely. Just barely. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I'm kid. here. That's all I got. Just on the outside. You're <laughs> all dead inside, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I uh, I'm in the same boat as you, Mark. I can't. We actually got home earlier than I thought we would on uh, Saturday from the con. Uh, I was expecting to be home at like two or three in the morning, but thankfully I drive about eighty five, ninety miles an hour down the highway. Yep. So I uh, we got home and it was like probably like a little after eleven when we got home, and. Uh, I was like, oh, it's early. You know, maybe I'll watch a couple episodes of Castlevania or uh, start getting some more Sabrina in. Unfortunately, not getting it in on Sabrina. But <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm like, all right, well, let me lay down in my bed for a few minutes while I like fart around on my phone because my, my notifications were blowing up. And like I laid down and within like 15 minutes, I was like, <laughs> and the next thing I knew, it was like 630 in the morning. Yep. <laughs> so. Never mind. But like you, I slept the majority of the day yesterday and uh, did get to watch some football as, uh, you know, the greatest quarterback of all time. Tom Brady asserted his dominance over pretender Aaron Rodgers. So uh, that was good. You have to call him a pretender, man. Come on, man. He's not the greatest of all time. So if you're not only one person can be (laughs) if you're not number one, then uh, you're a loser. Yeah. Everyone else is number two or lower. (laughs) But enough about us, Mark Ellis. Why don't you tell the listeners out there, some of who may be new from our 
meetings at Rhode Island Comic Con where they can find more Soul Wizard podcast. Sure. All right. So everybody can go to soulwizardpodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. You'll also find movie reviews from yours truly, uh, Netflix and Amazon streaming picks from our buddy, the awesome Adam Wallyhawk. Uh, you'll also find our merchandise there so you can purchase some of our t-shirts and look good while you're representing the show. Uh, another great way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep right on the website. Click on that big A, do your shopping, receive your products, and you'll also be helping out our little show here. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, we have Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review while you're there. Uh, you can also find us on the Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone, Podbean, Google Play Music, and you can also stream us through my favorite listening uh, apparatus, Spotify. Uh, you can also support our show through our Patreon page. It's patreon.com backslash Podcast. We have a few tiers, and uh, you can support our show and uh, hopefully get some cool stuff, uh, bonus material, and extra content. Uh, and shout out to all of our other podcast uh, peeps that are out there. Uh, this week's K-pop jam is EXO Tempo. Back to you, Joey. And I have lots of hidden potential. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that gets me every time. Every time. All right, let's uh, let's let's do some news, Mark. We've been away at a con all weekend. I don't know what's going on in the world of nerds, so I rely on you to tell us so we can then react to it because that's kind of how it works around. Here. That's how that's how we do it. Cookies are coming. This is how we do it. <laughs> Yo, pump it up! It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right, so this week in Nerdy News, uh, we have a couple of things to go over. We were talking about the Disney streaming service that's going to be coming out at the end of 2019. They announced a new show that's going to be on there. Uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon are getting their own little team-up TV show. Uh, this is a collaboration that I didn't expect. I thought they were only going to work on like the major like uh, solo stars, but... A team up with Bucky and Falcon, I am all for it. Uh, and it might play into what happens to Captain America after Avengers 4. Maybe one of them will be Don in the shield. Uh, maybe this will be a TV show of them fighting about the shield. I don't really know what it's about, but this Disney streaming service is looking better and better each week. I am here for this. Uh, what do you guys think of a Bucky and a Falcon TV show? Let's start with Aubrey. I think it's going to be stupid. It's yeah. on... Disney streaming service, and I don't care. (laughs) This isn't real. You don't. You don't. You think it's going to be stupid? I do. I think because it's on a streaming service, they're not going to put in any um, attention that they should. So I don't think it's going to be good. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I never really like those side story kind of things. But they had like such great chemistry in Captain America: Civil War. Yeah, but I think without everybody else, it's just not it's not the same. Hmm. I think it's lackluster. 
but what about just all right? So out of the two characters, it, what if it was just one of them? What if it was just uh, Falcon? Would that be better? No, I st- I still don't think I'd be interested in any streaming service that's done like any st- streaming service show. I think I I don't know the the fact that I have to spend money to watch it is <laughs> extremely unflattering. <laughs> All right, Joey, what about you, dude? How do you feel about a Bucky and Falcon TV show on a Disney streaming app? Well, I was excited about it, but <laughs> uh, I, I'm super excited about it. I love uh, Bucky and I love Falcon, actually. And, and the only thing that gives me pause about it is uh, what does this mean for Captain America? Right. I don't think I can mentally handle anything happening to Captain America. So <laughs> maybe I should not go see Avengers. <laughs> there you go. Just it, pretend like it doesn't happen at all. Stay away from it. That's right. We'll file it away with the uh, 2007 Super Bowl and call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, no, I'm excited. I'm very excited about this stuff. Uh, you know, if it assuages your fears, Aubrey, uh, everyone that's involved in the movies is very heavily involved in these TV shows. So it's not going to be like Inhumans. <laughs> <laughs> Did we make you watch Inhumans? Did you have to watch that? Yes, I watched uh, part of one episode, and that was enough for me. <laughs> Whoops. No one's going to shave off Bucky's metal arm in this one, okay? Cut that beautiful mane of hair of his. That's right. That's right. Uh, but maybe they'll announce Scott Buck as a showrunner, Mark. So. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited. We'll see what happens. I don't know. The only thing that gives me pause, I know people were like, oh, Falcon should become Captain America. Falcon should become Captain America. And I don't have a problem with that in the comics, but I don't think we've seen enough in the movies to justify him being Captain America. At mm-hmm. least in the comics, they had years of, well, you're not going to get this in the movies, but you had years of, of him and Cap being friends and him and Cap training together. So like you saw that he was close to the same level as cap in terms of fighting ability and stuff. Whereas we haven't really seen that at all in the movies. <laughs> I don't right. really want to see Captain America just get beat up all the time. Yeah. I think by having whatever happens to cap at the end of Avengers four, I think the Bucky and Falcon show is going to be about who's going to take up the mantle of Captain America. Um, they'll both have probably separate missions and they'll have to team up. Maybe they'll fight over it. But uh, I think that's, that's probably where where it would happen. The end of the show would crown the new Captain America, and then they can take that character and move him into the movies. Whoever wins, so I think it's cool. I'm very excited. I'm, I'm actually like ready to purchase the Disney streaming app like right now. Like, forget about the Warner Brothers DC one. All right. So then, in other uh, <laughs> speaking of Warner Brothers DC news, uh, it was a rumor before, but now it looks like it's actually going to happen. Ewan McGregor is going to be Black Mask in the Birds of Prey movie that's coming out in 2020. The director confirmed that they are heading for an R rating. So this could be something that's pretty unique. Uh, Make up for a past sins of the Suicide Squad. Uh, I like Ewan McGregor. I think he's cool. I don't know that much about the Black Mask character other than what I saw in one of the Batman animated movies. But Ewan McGregor is a dope actor, so I'm I'm down for this. Uh, what do you think of uh, Black Mask being played by Ewan McGregor, Joey? Uh, it's it's very interesting. It's another one of these things where he's a pretty big name actor. Yep. So for him to sign on, hopefully the script uh, 
showed him something that he could work with that he was excited about. But uh, it's it's weird. Like he's going to have a mask on for like 90 percent of the movie. (laughs) I don't know. I don't I don't know. I'm still on the fence about this movie to start. I I can't believe it's going to be rated R. Like what? What are they thinking that it's going to be rated R? I don't know. But I hope that's not a poorly learned lesson from Deadpool. It just has to be rated R. So, well, look at it this way: What other superhero female R-rated comic book movie is there? Uh, was Barbed Wire rated R? Oh shit! <laughs> I don't remember. Yes. I, I saw it on home video. And my mom let me watch anything I fucking wanted, so it really <laughs> didn't matter what it was rated. Um, I'll have to look that up. But yeah, I mean, it's really cool. I, I heard he may also like be sticking around to be involved with the Batman. Yep. Um, so, you know, we'll see, we'll see. I, I'm not against it in any way, shape or form. It's just a lot of things about this movie. Give me pause, like no Oracle and rated R. So I guess, uh, I guess we'll see. It's not like I'm not going to go see it, but I guess we'll see. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Aubrey, what about you? You like Ewan McGregor? You think he might be a good villain? I do like, I do like him. Um, I think he'll be a good villain. We'll see how it goes. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with the Black Mask villain at all? A little bit. Not as much as I probably would like to be, but I do know a little bit about the Black Mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm psyched. I think it'd be really cool. I just want him to appear and just go, hello there. I think that'd be awesome. <laughs> He's not going to do that. No, damn. Damn. All right. So uh, let's stick with um, kind of the DC Warner Brothers universe. They fired Henry Cavill. They kicked his butt out of there. They're like, all right, we're done with you. Um, good luck on your future endeavors. But he landed the Netflix gig of The Witcher TV show that we talked about before. And this week we got our first look at Henry Cavill as, is he playing The Witcher? Is he is that the name of his character? Is that the name of something else? Is it like Zelda thing again? Do, do you guys know? No, yeah. Well, The Witcher has a, a name. <laughs> he's Geralt or Geralt. But yes, he, Geralt. Geralt. But he's The Witcher. Yes. All right. So, in The Witcher 3, he's in search of his daughter, so I'm not entirely sure how they're going to go about it in this one. But he pretty much can do and he could do magic, and he um, can also attack people. It, so, it's kind of... I'm trying to think of what I could liken it to. Highlander. I didn't watch Highlander. No. Zoolander. No. <laughs> Um, Highlander 2, the quickening colon <laughs> renegade edition. He's kind of like a fancy Gandalf. Oh, sexy Gandalf. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Is that a, is, did he get that at the Halloween store? Was that? I'll get to you, Aubrey. What did you think of the look of uh, Henry Cavill? I think the whole concept and idea is stupid. Oh, jeez. We got, we can't win tonight. No. <laughs> All right. Do you you, th- you think he looks sexy with the uh, with the gray hair though? No. No. Damn. Mm-mm. I don't think he's attractive, regardless. Whoa. All right. We're gonna move on. I went there. <laughs> I went there. We're gonna move away from this this subject. Uh, Joey, how do you feel about it? How do you think Henry Cavill looked when he showed up with the gray wig, dude? Um, I, it didn't look great. <laughs> what? It was lit. It was lit weird, and yeah. the wig didn't look great. Yeah. I'm still excited about the series. I love sword and sorcery settings so i'm more than willing to uh give anything a chance god i know so i watched two two seasons of shannara chronicles so mm. i'll i'll watch anything um 
but uh, it didn't look good. But then, you know, the same thing kind of happened with the uh, what's his name? Jacqueline Phoenix uh, Joker like video they posted on Instagram. I don't know if it's just a thing on Instagram or, or it's hard to get this quick, like 15 second thing right. Cause that looks terrible too. And then they came out with more pictures and I was like, Oh, okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this might show up with more pictures later on and look fine or look better in motion and when it's better lit, but just as a critique of 15 seconds of him walking out of darkness, it looked bad. See, I didn't think it looked that bad. I'm still recovering from uh fantastic four, fantastic Josh Trink's uh, uh, invisible woman wig by the end of that one. That, was a horrible looking wig. This did not look that bad at all. It looked like Henry Cavill with long gray hair. It looked it looked okay to me. Um, but yeah, but I think once it's once you see it in action, once you see him like running across a field, like fighting shit with a sword and doing magic, they put the filter in and the special effects. I don't think anyone would care. I think it would be fine. Just glad to see the guy get some work. He's a good dude. All right. So next we have a, a another bit of news in the remake reboot edition. It uh, looks like Julius Avery, the director of Overlord, well, which will be hitting theaters pretty soon, is set to direct the remake of Flash Gordon. Uh, Flash Gordon is a, a movie that everyone knows inspired Star Wars, uh, swashbuckling adventure. Uh, it was made into a 1980s camp movie that I personally love. Uh, they tried to do it as a TV show in 2007, I believe, and that failed pretty bad. Oh, was that on Sci-Fi Channel? I. I don't know. It was either sci-fi or the WB. I think it was. Oh, on I remember that was bad. <laughs> uh, and uh, Matthew Vaughn, he of Kickass, was set to make Flash Gordon. He's been the one that's been attached to it for a while. And he had a take on it. He had some ideas. And then a little movie called Guardians of the Galaxy came out and pretty much put the kibosh on everything that he was going to do. Uh, they beat him to it, supposedly. So, um... Yeah, I don't know anything about Julius Avery. Uh, the previews for Overlord looks pretty cool. Uh, Flash Gordon is definitely a property that's ripe for a remake. Uh, but then you have John Carter of Mars, that another old uh, comic book that they tried to make that didn't work for some for most people. So I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. Um, Aubrey, have you ever seen like the original? Well, not the original, but the 1980 Flash Gordon? No. What? I've only heard the song by Queen. <laughs> Flash. So we all right, that might have to be uh we might have to throw that one on the list at some point. Uh, I was just gonna say, you know what you say when Aubrey hasn't seen nineteen eighties Flash Gordon, don't you? You just made the list. <laughs> throw it on the list. All right, so Aubrey, are you familiar with any Flash Gordon stories at all? Not really. No. Okay, so this might this could be interesting for you. This could be a new. I feel like there's five thousand Flash Gordons throughout all the comic book universe. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I do remember there was a really bad like cartoon that came out too a little while um, when I was a kid. I was out for a little. Whoa, 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 whoa! What cartoon are you talking about? Filmation or Defenders of the Universe? Defenders of the Universe. What that freaking cartoon rule? Nah. Oh, you guys nope. are just pissing me off today. <laughs> All right, Jerry, since you're you're the Flash Gordon expert, how do you feel about uh, a new reboot of Flash Gordon? Um, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll go see it. It just depends on on what they do with it. I don't want it to be serious or uh, gritty or anything like that. I think, uh, honestly, I think the Star Trek 2009 reboot is yep. kind of a good blueprint for like tone and look and feel, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, but that the Star Trek blueprint is Star Wars. That well, there you go. <laughs> but, but Star- <laughs> so you want Flash Gordon to redo Star Wars, which is a redo of Flash Gordon, right? Okay, piece of cake. How, yep. how hard can I, it be? I look, to- I look forward to the internet melting down when uh, <laughs> Ming the Merciless is an African American <laughs> trans uh, pansexual person that has to be called Z and Zer. Now I'm really excited about it. Now I can't. I wait. know. I can't. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, it's just not going to be the same without. Uh, who was the actor that played the guy with the wings? Is that Brian Blessed? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's just not going to be the same without him in it. Yeah, I just want a, a Sam J. Jones, Melody Anderson, Timothy Dalton cameo, and you hell Max von Sydow. Throw him in there too. He was in Star Wars. It's full circle. So I'll come full circle. I think what's going to end up happening is it's going to be terrible. Yeah. And we're going to get a horrible remix of Flash by Queen by like Fallout Boy or something. <laughs> I love the remix that Rick Rubin did back in like the mid 90s. That's one of my favorite things ever. I love it. If somebody was like featuring a new version of Flash by Imagine Dragons, <laughs> like, would you be excited? No, you wouldn't. No, so. no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. It might make you make out with people in slow motion, but, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just like, I don't think anyone would have the guts to, like, give the soundtrack to one band like a, like the original one did, or like the 1980 version did. It's a pretty ballsy move to give it to Queen. Never underestimate how stupid Hollywood is. <laughs> well, if that's the case, if they do want to give it to a band, I nominate Muse, because uh, why not? They sound like Queen. I nominate Girls' Generation. <laughs> I nominate Academy Award winner 3-6 Mafia. 3-6 Mafia. <laughs> hey, boss, is this a fight? <laughs> okay. All right. Who- I wonder, is that song going to be on the Creed 2 soundtrack? Oh, God, it better not be. Okay. It'd be a remix, though, if it, if, if it does appear on there. So, Aubrey, you are familiar with the Queen soundtrack for Flash Gordon. Who do you want to see? Do yes. It? Who do you want to see on a remake? Nobody. What? Come on. They should just replay that song. Should just use it. <laughs> and use the exact same soundtrack. Like nothing ever yes. happened. You know, nothing what? ever happened. I will turn a blind eye. That's not a bad idea. I kind of like that actually. Change it up, Hollywood. Reuse the soundtrack. All right. Okay. So then, in the last bit of news, uh, it's official. We've been waiting with bated breath whether it's going to happen or not. It is officially happening. Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, Bad Boys Forever. I'm sorry, Bad Boys for Life. It is coming out uh, in the beginning of 2020. Uh, Starts filming next year. Uh, I love the first Bad Boys. It began my love-hate relationship with Michael Bay. Uh, I love Bad Boys 2. It makes no sense at all, but it's fucking beautiful to look at. Uh, So yeah, I'm ready for Bad Boys 3. The directors, I have no idea who they are or where they came from or what they've done. So that kind of makes me worried if they're going to be able to handle Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. And it doesn't, it kind of uh, uh, puts the cold water on Gabrielle Union spinoff. It was her and uh, Jessica Alba were going to be in a Bad Boys TV show spinoff. But it looks like that's not going to happen too. So maybe they can work those characters into Bad Boys 3. So uh, yeah, I'm psyched for it. I love Bad Boys. I think it's one of the classic goofy action movies at the time. How do you feel about Will Smith and Martin Lawrence coming back to Bad Boys. Joey. Uh, yes, yes, yes. A thousand <laughs> times yes. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. Were you a fan of the other Bad Boys movies? 
Of course I was. I, I want this in my veins. Put it in an <laughs> IV bag and pump it into me. All right. So, I, <laughs> you know who wants it? Only probably person that wants it more than me. Who? Martin Lawrence. <laughs> you know Martin Lawrence is hurting for a paycheck. What has he been in lately? Uh, Big Mama's House? Big Mama's three? House 3? Wasn't there a third one? Yeah, there was a third one. The Big Mama's House Trilogy, now available on Ultra HD. <laughs> waiting for the <laughs> waiting for the Big Mama's Cinematic Universe to happen. <laughs> God. I'm looking him up right now in Internet Movie Database to see what he's been in. So please hold. He was in a TV show called Partners. Oh, yeah. Yep. I remember that. Yeah, the last movie he was in was Big Mama's. Shut up. Like Father, Like Son in 2011. <laughs> that was three, I think. Yeah, that was the third one. Oh man, 2011. All right. Yeah, let's let's get Martin Lawrence some some money, man. Let's get him back on the scene. All right. So Aubrey, I know how you feel about Will Smith. How do you yeah. feel, how do you feel about Bad Boys Three? I don't give a shit about this movie. I think it's gonna be horrible. <laughs> Aubrey, have you ever seen Bad Boys One? A long time ago. Okay. And you know what? If you weren't gonna come out with a third one back then. There ain't no way you're going to bring it back and have it be as good. Yeah, you might be right on that. <laughs> you might be right. But we're, we'll, we'll hold off judgment until until we actually see it. Uh, no Michael Bay, which kind of sucks. I kind of want him to come back and finish out the trilogy. You know, get away from the robots for a little bit. Get this man away from the robots. <laughs> and bring back Taylor Leone, too, while you're at it. That's what Seriously. I'm saying. Uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah, so that's it. That's all I got for the news. That is it. All right. So uh, now we're going to jump into me and Mark Ellis's time at Rhode Island Comic Con. We actually recorded while we were there. So you get our raw, raw rough, and ready reaction <laughs> to Rhode Island Comic Con. So take it away, me and Mark Ellis. All right, everybody. Marky Mark, So Wizard Podcast here at Rhode Island Comic Con, and I am joined by... It's your boy, Joey. Uh, it's the end of day two of us here, and I am fucking tired. <laughs> but you're still walking around without hobbling, so that's, that's good. You haven't hurt your ankle at all, so that's good. No, no injuries, just tiredness. <laughs> all right, so we're, at the, we're getting close to the end of day two. Uh, we had a pretty successful day one, I would say. Uh, day two has been pretty good. We're wrapping up, getting ready for uh, the grand finale. So, Joy, what do you think of the show so far, man, as compared to, like, the, the past couple of years? Um, you know, it it's, was a little different. We came on Friday this year. Usually we do, we've done just, I think we've done just Saturday at one point. Did we yeah. do just Saturday? Yeah. Um, then we did Saturday, Sunday. And this year we did Friday. I think we might have done Friday before as well, but we did Friday, Saturday this year. So we drove down Friday and uh, you know, check out the show, and it was very quiet, which is really weird for Rhode Island Comic Con. Rhode Island Comic Con, as we saw today, is absolute insanity when it comes to the amount of people that they cram in this building. So yesterday, for it to be at least tolerable was, was just mind-blowing. You could actually walk around and like look at things. Yeah, it was a nice change of pace from where it usually is when we come here. Right, right, right. And this year they had a lot of changes to the way the place is set up. 
um, where they usually would have the big main star panels, which is upstairs at the convention center. They took that entire ballroom and put all the celebrities in there. All the main, like big, big time celebrities like Keith Sutherland and Zachary Levi, they were down in the Dunkin' Donuts Center on the arena floor. And then the big panels and all the other panels were across the street at a hotel. So it was a way to try to alleviate traffic. Yeah, it was cool to have it done, have all of the big panels in a big room uh, like before, because the cluster that was here last year of us trying to get into that big room was just a nightmare. So it's, it's very cool that they were able to find another space for it. And I, I enjoyed it. I thought the room actually did pretty well. I think it's bigger. It's probably bigger than the, than the ones that they used to because it, it didn't fill up as fast as the other ones. No, it was definitely bigger. <laughs> Here goes Bowser. It was, uh, <laughs> it was definitely bigger. And uh, they, they didn't feel like the crush. They, they handled it really well. So, like, the room... When the panel was over, you exited to the left, and the people that were waiting to get in the next panel were out behind you in the door. So there was never that big clusterfuck of, like, masses of humanity. Like, last year, there was a time when the Stranger Things panel was going on, and then the Marvel panel was right after it. And I literally just wanted to collapse into a fetal position. There were so many people, like, crushing and pushing and pulling everywhere. Yeah, and no one knew where anything was, where to line up. And then there were people who were showing up for the, the Gene Simmons yeah. panel. And uh, they didn't even know, like, where to start. Like, where, where do they even begin to get in the middle of this line to figure out where to line up? Um, so having it a little bit more organized is really cool. It, did, it was kind of weird that it was having it in the other building. We had to go outside, <laughs> outside in the rain uh, to go across the street. Um, and then the entrance to get back in, it's just like a couple of doors. So just imagine having like a couple of big doors and there's hundreds of people all trying to get in through it at once. We made it through. It was a bottleneck, but it's, it, it was pretty tight. It's pretty tight. But they're, they're making it advances, so you can't, can't complain too much. Uh, what about, uh, was there anything else that you really enjoyed this year over uh, last year? It was really just that moving of the, uh, the moving of the... They, I think, sorry, I got distracted because uh, Tom Welling just walked by, so he got distracted. We're yeah, it distracts the hell out of me, too. We're sitting in the hotel, um, which is attached to the convention center, which is where all the celebrities are staying. So the con's ending, so they just keep walking by. Anyway, uh, yeah, the, the, the way things were planned out a little better was good. I think still the place where they had the celebrities, which was the ballroom where they had the panels last year, was still kind of a cluster. Um, it was insane in there at times. It was just awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he did have access. He did a lot more access to the celebrities, which was kind of cool, like easier access through certain parts of it. Certain celebrities are, bit, are more famous than other celebrities. So their area of the room was just packed, super packed. Uh, but it was somewhat easier to access them because it's in a much more open space. Uh, so that I actually thought it was cool. And it, I think by having it, they can get like a lot more celebrities here than just putting them all in a, in a Duncan. It also cleared up the floor. This last Rosenbaum. Year. What's up, man? <laughs> oh, Michael Rosenbaum just walked by. Um, this was uh, the, the show floor where they have like the vendors and artist alley. They also used to have the celebrities down there. Now that those celebrities aren't there, it kind of opens up that whole area where you can actually peruse like the artists and you can interact with them talk to the people at booths and check out vendors where you a lot of that was like you just walk into a wall of people halfway through the room and you just wanted to leave 
Yeah, we, <laughs> we were on a mission uh, to help out our buddy Steven from a super retro throwback. Reviews the audio files version 2.0. Yeah, he wanted. He really wanted a, an autograph of um, Ice T, who was uh, appearing here at Rhode Island. T L E R Hustler. <laughs> Colors. 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 <laughs> uh, that's right. New Jack City. Uh, Law and Order. Breaking. Ice T. Uh, he was here, and uh, and our buddy Stephen wanted a. Only uh, today. Yeah, he was only here only today on Saturday. And our buddy Stephen wanted him to sign his uh, body count CD, which is pretty dope. I gives there goes the neighborhood. <laughs> I give Stephen uh, mad props for uh, for having that CD. So uh, yeah, so we went to go find him, but he was not where we thought he would have been. Oh my god, this was a nightmare. So we we're nice people, so we're like, okay, we'll get this autograph for you. So we're like, okay. I, I checked the app. It said he's in the ballroom. So like, okay. So we go to the ballroom, and like I said, it's just a mass of humanity. We fight our way around the whole room. We don't see him. And we're like, okay. So we fight our way around the whole room again, and we still don't see him. So finally, we we ask somebody, and they're like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, okay. So we fight our way a little further in, and we ask somebody else, and they're like, no, I don't know. Everybody's asking that question. Like, oh my god. So I'm like, all right, well, he's kind of a big deal. Let's go over to the Dunkin' Donuts Center. He might be signing with the bigger celebrities down there. So the convention center and the Dunkin' Donuts Center are connected by a sky bridge. And it was, again, a mass of humanity. So it took us about, like, 45 minutes to get across the bridge over to the Dunkin' Donuts Center, walk around and realize he wasn't there, get back in line another 45 minutes to walk back, we finally found him in a side room where all the wrestlers were for some reason. And so we got in this gigantic line, which was about an hour and a half. And we finally get up to the table and... And there was a sweet old guy who was a huge fan of Law & Order who just talked and talked and talked and talked. And you can't blame him. You know, he's like an 80-year-old dude here in the comic book convention here in Rhode Island. So, you know, let him have his time. Hey, he paid $80 for a picture with Ice and Coco and the autograph, so he deserves to talk to them for a while. Yeah, yeah, so I let him have his time. But then, after that was done, I got the CD signed by Ice, and I got to say what's up and tell him how much I love New Jack City. And uh, <laughs> I didn't bring up breaking because, uh, you know, some things are best left unsaid. He knows how he knows how he people. Just knew, he just knows that breaking is awesome, <laughs> and that's not breaking. It's breaking apostrophe. <laughs> Ain't no stopping us now. No stopping. Uh, so yeah. So yeah. So after much searching, much walking, we actually got Ice-T's autograph on Stephen CD. So mission accomplished. You're welcome, Stephen. He was very grateful too. He's mad cool. If we didn't like him, we wouldn't have done it. Yeah, that, that odyssey would have ended like 30 seconds into it. As soon as I, I don't think I need to tell you how we feel about people or doing nice things for people. So we definitely love you, Stephen. That's why we did it. Yep. Yeah. And, and, you know, we got a chance to really get a good layout of the celebrity areas of the uh, convention. Uh, it was really odd to walk into a room and see a room full of wrestlers and then iced tea and cocoa. I'm sure he appeared at one WrestleMania at some point. I'm sure there's a, there's a connection somewhere, but man, that is razor thin. That is razor, razor, is razor Ramon thin. So out of the thing, out of all the things that we did, you know, obviously we wanted to hit up the panels. 
Uh, one that I knew Joy was definitely going to be interested in was uh, Tim Curry. Uh, he of uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show and uh, Muppet Treasure Island. So, Joey. Oscar, Oscar and Clue. So, Joey, what did you think of uh, Tim Curry's panel? Uh, I was very worried about this panel because, in, in terms of health, he's not in the best way. Um, he's in a wheelchair and he's a little. Uh, uh, kind of dis- disabled, you could say, and slightly disabled. I'll be, I'll be rude about it. He's a little strokey, um, which is fine. My mother had strokes, and so I feel confident saying that. Um, but anyway, yeah. So you know, I, he's old. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's he's up there. I was worried about how this was going to go, but he's still a hundred percent Tim Curry. He's sharp as a knife, and he was freaking hilarious. He was awesome. Um, and I would love to play a clip from the show, uh, but I don't have any. And that's a whole other story. Uh, there was a girl that was dressed up as uh, one of the characters from The Handmaiden's Tale. Yeah. And Tim Curry flat out told her, yeah, you can be my handmaiden anytime. He is awesome. He's awesome. I thought he was. I thought it was a fantastic panel. I thought um, all of the stuff he said was, was hysterical and... Um, you know, and he's he's still like Joey said, very very sharp, razor sharp. Um, I am gonna. There should be a little bit of a write up on the uh, So Was It podcast website that details a little bit more about uh, what was said at the panel. Uh, so, Joey, what else do you have to say about uh, Tim Curry? Uh, it was great. He talked about Clue, which was good. I was really worried he was just gonna have a lot of Rocky Horror questions because obviously that's his most famous role and his most popular movie, especially with nerds. Um, so I was really worried about that, but then they also had questions about Muppet Treasure Island, which is my favorite Muppet movie of all time. Uh, there's questions about Clue, um, Sylvester Stallone is Oscar. No one asked him about his role in Command and Conquer, the video game, so I didn't get that one, but I got most of what I wanted to hear from him. And they also brought up the, uh, the witch movie. Oh, that's right, The Worst Witch. So if you remember The Worst Witch... He dances the Grand Wizard. Uh oh, that, that's a little weird, right? Triggered. Mark's triggered now. Mark doesn't want to watch the movie anymore. Um, I, I think that's who he is. He's like the, the head of wizards in the movie. I can't, it's been a long time since I've actually watched anything besides the song he sings in it. He comes out at the end of the movie and sings a song about anything can happen on Halloween. I'm sure you've seen it. It's ridiculous. It involves a lot of green screen. It's clearly just in a studio in front of a green screen dancing around. But what he told us was a story I'd never heard before, was that they had actually shot that one time with him performing it in front of the castle outside for the movie, where they filmed the movie. But everybody on set had been drinking, and he was trashed when they did it, so it was unusable. So that's why they had to redo it with all the terrible like in-studio green screen they used. Yeah, he was uh, tore up on some uh, slow gin, which uh, sounds very dangerous. Better than fast gen, I guess. All right, so, uh, yeah, so that was the end of day one. Uh, you know, there's some pictures on our website, and obviously if you follow us on Instagram, you can catch those pictures too. Uh, so this day two was all about Big Bad Saturday. This is the day that uh, everybody is out. This is the day that uh, things get crazy. And uh, uh, we started off the day with uh, our first panel, Iron Fist, with Finn Jones and Jessica Henwick, who is mad British. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know she was. She had a British accent, which just makes her even more desirable. Seriously, if su- if such a thing is possible, 
as soon as you started talking, I'm like, oh, yeah, my curiosity, and now you have my full attention. Yeah. She is hot. I just wanted to go up to the Q&A mic and be like, I love you. <laughs> yeah, she sounds like she should be on Downton Abbey. She has, like, that type of accent, which is uh, very sweet. Uh, yeah, and, you know, obviously there's a lot of, a lot of outside talk about Iron Fist uh, not coming back for season three, and I thought that was going to be, like, a hot topic, uh, something that no one was really going to talk about, but Finn Jones, was he brought it right up, and he was not happy about it. He was very disappointed that there isn't going to be a season three. And uh, they worked really hard to get season two better than season one, and the fact that their reward for that was to be canceled, he was not happy about that. He was very upset about that. But uh, there isn't, from what I can tell, there is no plans at all for there to be any kind of Heroes for Hire, any kind of Daughters of the Dragon. Uh, their contracts are, are up. Both of their contracts are up. So uh, they just don't give a fuck right now. They're just saying whatever they want to say. Uh, so it's kind of disappointing, but, you know, hopefully there'll be something for them else in the future. Uh, uh, Joey, anything you want to say about that panel? Uh, well, yeah, the one cool thing was that uh, just Jessica Henwick kind of hinted that she might be back for episode 9 of Star Wars. If you remember, she was in episode 7, uh, The Force Awakens, as a X-Wing fighter pilot with the Resistance. She was mysteriously not in The Last Jedi, but that was a good thing, because it means that she wasn't killed. Uh, so there's... She, she couldn't say anything, but she said enough by not saying anything to kind of let us know she's probably going to be back. Right. She didn't pull the uh, I cannot confirm or deny that rumor, but she definitely was very adamant about not denying it that she's going to be in it. So there's a really good chance that she's probably going to be in episode nine, which is, hey, she's got nothing else going on right now. And uh, her character is kind of a, a big deal outside of the movie. So I think it's great. I say bring her back. More Jessica, please. So then after that, we went on our mission that we spoke about already for uh, the hunt for iced tea, uh, not lemonade. And uh, after that, we went to the Walking Dead panel, which was moderated by our buddies, the Angry Geek Show, uh, Lewis, Jar Jar Jeremy, and that Wonder Woman. And it was it was cool. It was cool. It was uh, four of the cast members of Walking Dead who are not on the show anymore, spoiler alert. Uh, but they were talking about some of their experiences on the show and what it was like to work with with uh, Andrew Lincoln, and uh, I thought it was fun. It was it was a nice panel, and it was it was really cool to see uh, people who were there at the beginning who didn't get to hang out with people who were there at the end, uh, and have them all sh- talk about their experiences. So, Joy, what did you think of uh, the Walking Dead panel? Uh, it was good. I'll be honest with you. I don't have the love for Walking Dead I had two, three, four years ago. It's just kind of fallen off uh, with me, but it was cool. You know, Lori was there, uh, Andrea. Um, I don't know who Jeremy Palco played on the show. I can't remember. Yeah, he was he was recently on air. Yeah. So he, he was a guy that was at Hilltop, and then he got killed. And then the other guy, I can't remember what his the actor's name is, was one of Negan's men. He was also in Grand Theft Auto Five, <laughs> the video. Game. Uh, yeah, the actor's name is Stephen Og. O O G G. OGG. OGG. Yeah, no, it was cool. It was interesting. They had a lot of different perspectives, like Mark said, from being on the show in different kind of eras, I guess, for lack of a better term. So it was interesting. And, you know, Angry Geeks did a great job um, moderating the panel. So, you know, that, that helped to keep the thing going and a good flow. So, 
Yeah, good job, Lewis, Jeremy, and Jamie. A.K.A. That Wonder Woman. Ooh, That Wonder Woman. So, after the, the, the Walking Dead panel, I was on a mission today. I, one thing I wanted to do was to get a picture with uh, Elena Strikes, who's a cosplayer that we follow, that I stalk on, I mean, follow on social media. And I really wanted to get a picture with her. She was with the 501st today. So we, we made our way over there, and just as we were going to go talk to her, <laughs> out of nowhere jumps Steven from Super Retro Throwbacks, the audio files version 2.0. They gave us, gave us our, our side mission. It was like an NPC showing up. Ace. Yo, Ace. Ace. Hey, what up? What's up? What's going on, man? What's going, guys? How are you? Yo, we'll say, you guys. say what's up to the people real quick around the show. What's up? So Wizard Podcast is the greatest podcast on the planet. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> Uh, so he's, it was like uh, like uh, in Fallout or something. You meet like some random person that looks like, hey, can you go uh, pick up these three pieces of gold for me and bring them to this other place? So Stephen gave us our side quest, um, which was great. But then I went over like to kind of get a picture with her, and then like she walked away and went off with some other guy to do something else. So she was gone. I was like, fuck. And she would vanish in a mist, just like poof. So, all right. So we went on this mission for iced tea, and that took like three hours. And then I, I went, while Mark was in line for iced tea, I went back to see if she was there. She wasn't there. And then Jay Money and uh, Dollar Bill were here, and they kept meeting up with her everywhere and taking pictures with her and like sending them to me to mock me. And uh, finally, after the Walking Dead panel, I went up there, and we just waited. And she appeared. And I got to, I got to get a picture with her. I was very happy. So, uh, you know, Sonotha Bantha, <laughs> aka aka Elena Strikes. We got to uh, I got to get a picture with her. That was great. Um, while we were waiting around, uh, waiting for her to show up, ran into uh, a good friend of the show, Akane Saatome, who was dressed as Jill from the first Resident Evil, which was freaking awesome because it's one of my favorite games of all time. I was so pumped, and I, I was hoping I got to see her today. I saw on Instagram that she was wearing that, so I hoped I. Got to see her today to get a picture with her, and I did, which was great. And then a little later on, I happened to bump into another one of my favorite cosplayers, is uh, Miss Molly, the librarian, who I have been stalking on social media for like three years. Don't say that. All right. Well, I, I'm just joking, but, you know, I follow her on Instagram and stuff. Um, and uh, and I finally got to get a picture with her, so I was really happy about that, too. So I got my, my cosplayer pictures in, and I was very happy. <laughs> Uh, one of my main goals about this uh, show, as soon as they released the app, was there was a K-pop panel uh, oh called Wild Daybok. And, uh, you know, if there's a K-pop light that's shining anywhere, Mark is probably going to be heading in that direction. K-pop signal and Mark <laughs> appeared. I was ready for it. Uh, Mark appeared and was like, A-O-G-G. <laughs> So this was the first year that they were doing it. Um, they didn't really get a chance to advertise it that much. They had everything prepared. They had a nice show prepared, but there wasn't a lot of time to get a lot of advertisement out. So the crowd was kind of small, uh, but it was their first year. Uh, but it was done really well. It's four girls who came to K-pop in two different ways. And uh, it was really cool to sit in the room and talk about K-pop with uh, some other people who are fans of it like me and learn a little bit more about some of the stuff that they're doing. Uh, they are really nice. If you want to check them out on Instagram, it is under Wheeler, W-H-E-E-L-E-R, Daybok, D-A-E-B-A-K. Uh, Wheeler Daybok, they're sweet girls that love K-pop and um, do like a little K-pop show and really want to spread the, the word and the love of K-pop. So more power to them. 
uh, and it was a fun panel. Uh, there wasn't enough time for me to get up and do some dancing, but uh, that's that's next year. That's going to happen next year. You know, my mission here usually is just to come and buy some new comic books, support some independent artists, and I was able to get a couple of books. A gentleman has a book called Band. Uh, his name is Aaron, and he is such a cool dude. Uh, and he's a really good artist, so I got a couple of his books. I will be checking those out soon. Uh, you can check out a picture of him on our website. Uh, I also met an uh, artist named Alex, who did the artwork for a comic book called Hardcore Aiken, which was a uh, prequel to the hit movie Hardcore Henry. Um, you might remember it came out a few years ago. It was done in the point of view of, uh, of a guy. It's kind of like a crank movie, but done from his particular point of view. Uh, there was a very interesting bad guy, and that bad guy got a prequel book. And that book was drawn uh, by the artist that I just happened to come across as I'm walking through the convention. So there's an interview with him that we have coming up to in the show. I got So I got my independent books like I wanted to. Got some interviews. Got to see a few people. We saw Angry Geeks. Uh, saw... Hector Rodriguez for a minute. Uh, got to speak to Al Mega, Comic Crusaders, and Undercover Capes. Met up with Critics. <laughs> critics with an X. Crit X. Uh, got to see Sean Wang for a little bit. Uh, talked to Tim Jones for a little bit, too. Uh, man, who am I forgetting? Saw Brandon the Shapeshifter in, in multiple costumes, as usual. Uh, looking dope, as always. I uh, got to see Calvin Exum too in a couple of costumes. First time we in Baku. <laughs> the first time that we saw him, he was dressed as uh, Rorschach from The Watchmen. Had the mask on, had no idea who he was. Um, yeah, he walked by us, was like, "What's up, guys?" And we we're like, "Hey!" And then like, <laughs> "Why is Rorschach saying hi to us?" <laughs> and like two hours later, I looked on Facebook and I saw it was him, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> but then a few hours later, he was bouncing around again as Mbaku. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it was cool seeing him too. See anybody else that we know? I think I'm sure we're forgetting somebody. Uh, well, we already mentioned Steven from Super Retro Throwback. Yep. Uh, saw uh, Rich Woodall of uh, Johnny Ray Gun slash uh, Space Force. He was here too. Yep. And I think that about does does it for the people we saw. Yeah. That was everybody. I'm sure there were more. I'm sure we're forgetting people, and we're terrible, awful people for it. But we're very tired. Yeah. It was. Uh, it's been a long day, a long couple of days. Uh, and uh, we're just getting to the to the end of it now. But we are live from Rhode Island Comic Con 2018, and uh, the crowds are starting to appear a lot more right now. I don't know what's going on. Right, right. So what we're doing right now is we're kind of sitting down waiting for the final thing of the day. We got here about 9.30 this morning, and it's about 7 o'clock at night right now. Um, Angry Geek Show are doing a, our good friends, the Angry Geek Show, um, they're doing a pre-after party party. <laughs> because you know when you get to the end of the convention and you're like, all right, is the after party, it's at 10 o'clock, but the convention closed at 7. You're like, what are you going to do for those three hours? Angry Geeks, has fig- they have figured it out. Yeah, and it's a 21 plus uh, adults only party. So I'm interested to see what's going to happen. Probably not in the way we want. <laughs> um, yeah, so then... Once we're done with that, we will be done with Rhode Island Comic Con, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll be going out with a big bang, hopefully. Uh, I plan on going crazy. Yeah, we're going to have a good time. It's going to be fun. Uh, I wish we could record uh, audio, video, or take a picture during it, but we're not allowed to. Um, No comment. 
Uh, but we will definitely uh, be reliving our experiences um, on the show. Uh, good thing is we'll be joined by not another nerdy podcast, Dr. Bill and Jay Money. Here comes the money. Anything that we might miss, you could probably catch it on their show. Yeah. Six or seven weeks from now when their episode covering it comes out, we're going to be all over it. And so hopefully we'll get to come back next year. Um, this is our third year covering it. And it's fun. And I love it. Um, and we'll see. We'll see if we can come back next year if they'll have us back. Yeah, yeah. It'll be great. It'll be great. Hopefully uh, we'll be able to come back next year. All right, everybody. Marky Mark, So Was Your Podcast. I'm here with TJ Sterling. You've heard him on our show before, uh, creator of the Alchemist comic book. Uh, TJ, what's your favorite thing about coming to conventions? Hey, man. Pleasure to be here. My favorite thing about coming to the conventions is actually meeting the people, meeting different types of people from all different walks of life, you know, different areas, and just seeing what they like about comics, what their head is, where their head is when it comes to the industry, and what they're interested in. Awesome, man. Thank you very much. Rhode Island Comic Con 2018, TJ Sterling. Check him out. Oh, yeah, TJ, where can they find you, man? They can find me on my website, raycomics.com. That's R-A-E comics.com. Thanks very much, man. All right, it is Marky Mark, Soul Wizard Podcast, Rhode Island Comic Con 2018. I am here with artist Aaron Humiston. The artist of a book that I, a couple of books that I picked up called Band, and I uh, asked him to do a little extra work for me too, which uh, hopefully you guys will get to see soon. Aaron, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing well, thanks. Good, good, good. Now, Aaron, tell me a little bit about your book, Band. The artwork is absolutely amazing and eye-catching. As soon as I saw it, I had to take a look at it, and um, I had to get a couple of copies. So, tell me a little bit about the book. Oh, okay. uh, well, my wife started writing it. She's written a couple other books before but uh she started writing it and i really enjoyed what she was writing and so i came in behind her and started drawing a little bit and then we both just decided let's make a book out of this and the rest is history really (laughs) Uh, your artwork is amazing how long have you been drawing i've been drawing all my life but uh professionally it's been about 12 years i've i've worked in animation for the most part yeah, I was going to say the style does look kind of uh, like an animation type of style, like a, almost like an old school Disney type of look. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, it's absolutely beautiful. Uh, so tell me a little bit about the book Band. Uh, it's about four very different people who probably would never have anything to do with each other, but they have this common love for being in a band. And so uh, just the fact that they're in this band together forces them to deal with each other and their own weird dramas and so there's a lot of comedy, a lot of drama. It's very slice of life, very character based. Well, it looks amazing. I wanted to try to read some of it last night at the hotel, but I did not have enough time. Uh, but I did flip through it and it is beautiful. Um, if people wanted to check out the book, where can they find you? It's band-comic.com. All right. And what about your social media if someone wants to get in touch with you? Uh, they're all on there, but uh, we, we post a lot on Facebook at uh, Band Comic. And then we have a Twitter as well, at Band Comic. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right, awesome, dude. Well, I cannot wait to read the books. Uh, like I said, the artwork is amazing. And uh, I good luck with everything that you're doing, dude. Oh, thank you so much. It's a pleasure meeting you. All right, everybody. This is Marky Mark. I'm back. Uh, Rhode Island Comic Con 2018. I am here with Alex Cormack, who... I was stunned. I'm walking through here and I take a look and I see the comic book for Hardcore Aiken. 
which uh, I might have talked about on the show before. It was a prequel book to Hardcore Henry, the movie that came out that we were talking about before. Um, those books, they gave out limited edition to the movie theaters. And here I am walking around the convention and I run into the artist that did that book. So, Alex, how are you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. So, please tell me a little bit. How did you get hooked up with the creators of Hardcore Henry to do this prequel book? So, what happened was the company I work with, Bliss on Tap, uh, the main writer for them, uh, Brian Phillipson, he works with um, STX Studios, who put that movie together. Uh, the director was looking to kind of want to tell the backstory of the main villain through a comic book. And Brian was like, hey, I got a company. Let's, let's work together. So they started talking. I got a call from Brian. He's in L.A. I'm from uh, New England. He gives me a call. It's like, uh, hey, we got a book. And we're going to do it fast. And we're going to do it great. And it's uh, part of this Hardcore Henry. So what they did was they sent me the movie. Like, as a, like, here's a little prequel. We're still in, like, post-production. But take a look. And I, thought, I was like, oh, my God. This movie's ridiculous. This is so much fun. And I was like, yeah, whatever I got to do. Yeah, let's, let's, let's do this. So we had, like, a wicked short time to do this. Uh, I drew it. My wife did the coloring. And uh, we did the coloring together. But she did the brunt work, most of it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we were able to get it all done. We got it back. And um, and it was all, like, the whole thing was between, I was talking to Brian, I was talking to uh, Ilya, the director, and it was all through the studio. And it was, we got it done, and we got it just a time out for uh, the movie, the release. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, I remember when I worked at the movie theaters, I was uh, giving these books out to the people that were coming in as, like, an exclusive to people that were seeing the um, early screening or the first showing of Hardcore Henry. And uh, after I was done watching the movie, I needed to know more. So I was really glad that this book came out. Uh, so what else are you working on besides uh, this original book? What do you, what other projects are you working on right now? So right now i got a bunch of stuff going on. i got a book called uh, Sync. It's from uh, Comics Tribe, which is uh, kind of a horror crime uh, story out of uh, Glasgow, Scotland. i got another book uh, also from Bliss on Tap called Weed Magic which is uh, about a couple of knuckleheads who get their hands on a garbage bag full of weed that gives them superpowers. And issue two, they meet Jesus. Oh, wow. Uh, what else do I got going on? Whoa, got whoa, on. whoa. And the price of this book is $4.20? Yes, right. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yep, it's so good. Uh, once you read it, you can roll it up and smoke it. It's great. <laughs> but along with that, I got a bunch of other stuff going on. Um, uh, let's see. I got to even look at my own thing. I got another book called Crossing through uh, Red Salad Media. And that's uh, it's basically... Uh, ghost story romantic comedy where this uh, woman gets hit on the tracks by a train and now it's uh, haunting the conductor that hit her and it's basically just driving them nuts oh wow <laughs> and uh, along with that just a bunch of other good stuff a bunch of other good stuff also in the works coming out soon and uh, yeah it's, it's been a lot of fun that's very cool man well I'm definitely picking up a copy of Rob Cohen's Red Dog because uh, I was a fan of uh, Rob Cohen as a film director so I'm definitely want to see what he does in a comic book world but uh, yeah um, Alex where can people find you and uh, check out your work I can, uh, I'll, I'll social media, you know, uh, throw, go on, uh, like Facebook. I got a page, uh, Alex Cormack illustrator, go on Instagram. Just look me up. Uh, it's a guy with a beard and a baseball cap. Uh, yeah, that's, it's only one of those guys, right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm on Twitter at Alex Cormack and the number four. I, I, I wasn't thinking I just signed up and it's the four and I was like, I'll change it later. And here we are. So yeah. So at Alex Cormack four and yeah, just, uh, just Google my name. I'm all over the place. So. Awesome. Well, man, thank you. Your artwork is amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us here. Yeah, my pleasure. And you guys are great. Thanks so much. All right, WizKids, as a special treat, we have a special guest with us from Not Another Nerdy Podcast, Jay Money, Dr. Bill. All right, so I'm asking you guys a couple of questions. What did you guys think of Rhode Island Comic Con so far? 
Jay Money. It was awesome. I loved it. Great, great show. So glad I came. What was your favorite part about the show? Uh, meeting Sanofa Bantha, of course. <laughs> now, you got, uh, did you get a picture of her? Oh, I got a couple pictures of her, yep. Yeah, I think uh, you made Joey a little bit jealous over uh, all of the pictures you were taking of her. Uh, Dr. Bill, what about you, man? What did you think of uh, Rhode Island Comic Con 2018? Uh, I think it was really good this year. Uh, spread out, not so crowded. Previous years, um, the 501st uh, Star Wars thing was really good. Yeah. Uh, Sanofa Bantha, of course. and uh, Yeah, it was you know, a good day. All right. So what was your favorite thing about the convention? Not Sanofa Bantha. <laughs> Uh, I think the five overhorse thing, seeing all the droids and that kind of thing, it's just, I think that was really cool. Like all of the sets and everything? All the sets, all the cosplayers and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys get your pictures taken with any, any of the sets or any of the Star Wars people? Um, I took some pictures. I don't think I just an overbantha, basically. That's it. <laughs> nice, nice. All right, so is there uh, anything that you would like to change about the show maybe for next year? No, honestly, no. I, I thought it was great. I didn't have a problem with it. Um, you know, I love to eat and drink, and there's tons of food stands everywhere. Everywhere you turned around, you could go and get a beer or a soda. Uh, they had their own beer for the con, which I had Sonotha Bantha sign the can. Yeah, I, I took one of those. I had one of those beers on your recommendation, too. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm down with that. Uh, Dr. Bill, what about you? Is there anything that you would change for next year's show? Uh, no, I think it was pretty good. Maybe a little bit more spread out. Um, where they had all the photo ops, it got a little crowded. Yeah. They could do something different with that. But other than that, it was, it was a good show. Cool, cool. All right, so uh, where can people find your show if they wanted to check out Not Another Nerdy Podcast? Facebook.com backslash NotPodcast1. Instagram and Twitter at NotPodcast1. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Mark. Thanks, Mike. So yeah, so that's pretty much it for Rhode Island Comic Con 2018. This is Marky Mark. It's your boy, Joey. Now back to the show. <laughs> and we're back. Fantastic. Well, of course, huge shout outs to Rhode Island Comic Con for allowing us to come as press. Uh, we hope to come back next year. So, you know, maybe I'll slide into your DMs or something. We can, you know hook that up uh big shout out to the angry geeks show gotta send a big shout out to our boys over at comic crusaders and undercover capes critics the x of course j money and dr bill from not another nerdy podcast who uh hung out with us and slept on the floor in our hotel room (laughs) (laughs) with j money's liquid breakfast man he's a Jay Money is a fucking party animal, man. No one, no one can fuck with that kid at all. I felt bad because I don't know. I don't think he realized that we aren't partying. Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't slept yet. Like on Friday, it was like I came home. I got ready to go. I took a shower and I came and got you guys. Like I didn't go to bed. So oh, I wasn't God. ready to, to rage until like <laughs> three o'clock in the morning. I was ready to go to bed. <laughs> Jay Money wasn't messing around. No, he even started early. Like, what is that? Is that the crack of dawn? Let's get it popping. That's right. God bless him. All right. So hopefully we'll uh, be coming back next year. The good news for us, at least, is we're done with cons for the year, Mark. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wait, I want to give I want to give a quick shout out to to a few people. All right. You give shout out. All right. I want to shout out to uh, Jason Hawes of uh, Sci-Fi Network's Ghost Hunters. Uh, It was good running into him. Uh, Shout out to Hector Rodriguez. Uh, I see him in all of the shows. So it was nice to see him do his thing. 
Sean Wang, who uh, did Runners, who I didn't see at uh, BeanCon, but I did see him at DragonCon. So it was cool to see a local guy down in Atlanta when I was there. And shout out to Rich Woodall uh, of Space Force. I got to bust his chops a little bit about when Space Force was coming out, which is a cool comic book that he did a Kickstarter for. Yeah, and that's it. And again, shout out to the guys from Not Another Nerdy Podcast. They were they were really fun. It was fun hanging out with them. All right. So, uh, yeah. And like I said, we're done with cons for 2018, Mark. How does that feel? Oh, my God. It, it In one hand, it feels amazing because I feel like my horizon is wide open. But then on the other hand, I can see what 2019 has in store. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's going to be here before I know it. Apologies to Steve from Dinner and a Podcast, but yes, I have most of 2019 already planned out. So, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're looking forward to hopefully hitting up a bunch of shows and getting press access to them. So, hey, if you happen to run a con up somewhere where we can <laughs> legitimately make an attempt to get there, and you want us to be at your show, and just you know reach out to us, email us, or slide into our DMs on social media. We promise we won't take pictures at your panels. <laughs> Oh well, <laughs> <laughs> no comment. And I promise I won't stalk anybody. <laughs> Somebody in the uh, comments, Aubrey, uh, on Rhode Island Comic Con's Facebook page, mm-hmm. you know, because they'll post like anything. They'll post like, "Oh, the door of the, on the south side of the building is locked today," and then people just are flood into the comments, like being, "Hey, can you get?" you know, Barack Obama to come next year, like most ridiculous, like suggestions for guests that have nothing to do with what they posted. And somebody said, please get Tom Hardy to come next year. Yes. <laughs> Who is that? We all must could, meet. All I could think about would be like one that Aubrey would be here for that. And two, that would be the last time we got press passes. To that show. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be banned for life. So can we That's get right. security it worth it? Get security to come in here and get this girl off of Tom Hardy, please. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So does anyone have any recommendations for the listeners out there? Aubrey. Stay in school, kids. That's your <laughs> suggestion every week. You got to bring something else. <laughs> I haven't done anything else, honestly. I heard Red Dead is really good. I haven't played it. I just bought Earth Defense Force again. Because uh, they just released the PlayStation Hits version of The Shadow of New Despair. I'm really nice. excited about that. I also just got a Diablo on the Switch. Which Not I'm Diablo really excited on about. your phone, hopefully. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I was actually really excited about Diablo 3 coming on the Switch because I love Diablo in the first place, but I, I feel like the controls on the Switch are going to make Diablo really awesome. So I'm excited. But again, I haven't played it. All right. Mark Ellis, how about you? You know, I don't really have any recommendations. I have not really turned on my TV in the past couple of days, partly from uh, getting ready for the convention and still trying to finish my book that I really want to finish. Um, so I haven't really, there's nothing I can really recommend to watch. I will recommend, I, I'm sure I did it already, uh, Michael Rosenbaum, who is absolutely amazing. Just a, a all around cool dude. Uh, you might know him uh, from playing Lex Luthor on Smallville. He has a podcast called Inside of You, where he interviews uh, his celebrity friends. Um, so he gets to ask some questions that you wouldn't normally hear an uh, interviewer person, reporter person ask. Uh, and his interview with Dave Batista is amazing. His interview with James Gunn is amazing. 
uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt is amazing. Uh, he's just, and it's not like a, like really formal. It's just him asking just like somewhat personal questions, and they really do open up to him. So uh, if you want to hear a really great celebrity podcast, Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. And uh, I dare you to try to get through not singing that theme song after you hear it for a couple of times. All right. So I will uh, make some recommendations for you. First of all, go check out sowizardpodcast.com where you're going to find the podcast every week links to all our social media accounts on the right hand side of the page movie reviews streaming picks and so much more sowizardpodcast.com don't forget to subscribe to us on itunes slash apple Podcasts, spotify uh tune in as you uh listen to this uh tune in will be on there and some other pod catching apps just about everyone under the sun so however you listen to podcasts you'll be able to hear our show and uh don't forget to check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash Podcast, For a donation of just $3 a month, you get at least one extra episode of the podcast every month and uh, extra access to the hosts and interaction with us and help shape the show. So come check us out, patreon.com backslash Podcast. I will recommend a couple things. Uh, let's see here. Castlevania on Netflix season two just dropped. Absolutely fantastic. We reviewed the first season on our show about a year ago. Was that a year ago, Mark? Oh God, I my sense of time is way off. It probably yeah, it might have been like a year ago, yeah. Um, and if you didn't watch it, the first season is only four episodes that are about 20 minutes each. So you can certainly check it out and see if it's something you'd be interested in moving forward. But the first season was really just an animated movie they made, and they cut it into four episodes. This is actually a season of a TV show. So it's eight episodes that are about 20 minutes long, and they're really good. Unfortunately, it is uh, stylized like anime. Why don't you understand that anime belongs in the trash? (laughs) But uh, it is enjoyable. So I will say check out Castlevania on Netflix. Also say you should go to the movies maybe and check out the movie Overlord as we will be reviewing that next week on the podcast with special guest John from Pint O Comics as we give Aubrey a week off when we watch a horror movie going forward. So, <laughs> <laughs> But that's going to do it for episode 222 of the So Wizard podcast. I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Goodbye, everybody. And the expert, Mr. Marky Marcellus Reagans. Yeah, shout out to uh, Cole 45, Fans of Patrol, and all the other podcasts that I am always trying to listen to each week. Uh, uh, home Video uh, Hustle. Oh, yeah, and Home Video Hustle. And Rock Candy, and Rock Candy Podcast. And, oh, God, everybody, it's too many to name. Yeah, too uh, many to name. Wakanda Forever. We'll see you next week. Good journey. <laughs>